your live JW Mega Wag show. I am your host, the Candyman. And today, you're in for a special Corona treat. Please welcome to the show, Leah Dunn. Welcome to uh, the virtual beauty radio. We've got a virtual audience and everything here today. It's as real as ever. Yeah, so how's it, how's it going over there? And You're somewhere in the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm in Belmont, so I'm in, like, the suburbs area. That's yeah. nice. It's safe down there, yeah. I guess it's safe yeah. just about anywhere now. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I know you have a lot of exciting things coming up uh, here. Uh, I've seen you around the open mic scene for quite a few years now. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what's – I know you've been working on a lot of uh, – um, making some quarantine lemonade over there. So, um, well, you're saying something about a, a, a single you're coming out with in the next couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, so I have a single called Bath coming out. Um, it's basically the story of just a really awful day that I had. Um, so I, I go to boarding school and it was like, it's in Michigan where everything gets really snowy and really icy. And it was like one of those days, like, when everything starts to thaw and then it freezes over again. So it's just like pure ice. Um, and so my day started at like eight in the morning, falling down like in icy puddles, like not once, but twice in front of like the breakfast rush of people. And then the rest of the day was just like completely awful. And then at the end of the day, I just like wrote the entire song. I was like, I just need to take a bath. Like it was just a bad day. Um, yeah, but it's interesting that it's sort of coming out now when I don't know it's nice to sort of take a step back and like take a bath and relax um I think yeah, yeah I think I could definitely people could I could relate to that <laughs> yeah yeah that is yeah that's that's exciting I just can't imagine you know like in Michigan as compared to California um, yeah it's very different it's a lot colder but it is actually part of the reason that I decided to move just because I like the cold and I like the snow, so I thought it would be um, a fun transition. Yeah, I could see that. I just I can't imagine just you know somebody it was I think it was Marshawn Lynch he got drafted in some you know professional athlete game and he was from Oakland so he jumped off a plane in in Buffalo New York and he got out and it was all snowy and he was like quote-unquote, he said, I ain't know nothing about no snow. Yeah. And I was just like, gosh, I totally relate to that, just being a Bay Area, California kid myself. Like, yeah. So that's really exciting. And I know that you uh, you have this uh, EP that you released uh, last um, last year. Um, I, gosh, I, I think it's so fun to, like, you know, I, I mean – your experience just kind of in the studio I just it's so fun to like hear someone in kind of an open mic scene and then hear them in the studio and it's um so where did you uh where did you record this record um so both the EP and um the upcoming record were mainly recorded at Tiny Telephone in San Francisco um I was working with Mariam Caduce who um produces like a lot of Bay Area records and then I did, like, a lot of overdubs at her home studio. I think they call it Best House. Um, it's really fun, and it's so great working with her. Um, 
yeah, she's just fantastic, like brilliant, creative mind. So yeah, those that's kind of the production aspect of that of where it all happened. That's awesome. We had somebody on the show a couple of weeks ago. Was it Doer? I think he had uh, just made a fresh track, some fresh tracks there too. Yeah. Um, I know that they're in Oakland as well. Um, so. Yeah, they have like a San Francisco location, but I heard that it's actually closing down because of landlord stuff. But they have a Oakland studio, um, which is also like just incredibly, um, I guess, swanky would be the word. Swanky. Um, yeah. I love that word. There's like an entire wall of just like books. I don't know. I love books. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the website looks pretty cool. It's something very authentic about a. Yeah. 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 So there was one song. Okay. So it stuck in my head because I, I feel like your lyrics kind of get, they're creative. And I, you had said something in one of the songs about yoga. Yeah. Um, so that's actually, that's the title track of the album. It's called Wetsuit. And that song is just about um, my best friend's family. So her mom is actually a professional yoga teacher. And so I just like, was like, Tracy teaches yoga on Wednesdays. And that's like the verse. I just think it's, it's a funny song because um, they're such a typical Bay Area family, but in a good way. And it's sort of, it's nice to be able to recognize that like, you know, it's kind of the funny way to live, but like in a good way, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it sounds like the way to live right now. I don't know. I just, what are the, all these venues that are empty? It's like now that, you know, they can't have events there. You could just turn it into some kind of yoga um, thing. I don't know. I guess nobody would be able to be there uh, yeah. <laughs> either way. But I don't know. Yeah, I um, I recently uh, built a yoga zen garden. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, because I was just like, man, you know what is that? This, yeah, I'm just quarantining. I'm just like, I just need to do something. You know? Yeah, what what did you put in the garden? Um, so I have some, um, some was it some cacti? Uh, so it's kind of like a, a deserty kind of that. Um, I got a couple of, um, was it? I got a fig and a, a chili. Um, yeah, so I'm officially... Uh, I'm officially a plant dad as of a couple, couple days ago. It's um, it's a step nice. in the right direction, I think. Yeah. Do you have a garden? Yeah, we're actually like starting like a quarantine <laughs> garden too. I feel like everyone's hopping on that is. trend. I think yeah, everyone's starting like, a garden of some kind. Yeah, there's been like a lot of digging, which I find very therapeutic because we have like just a bunch of dirt in our yard, and we were like, okay, well, we'll like plant something there. So it's just been a lot of just, like, digging and, like, hauling the dirt um, to get the bed started. And then we're going to do, like, tomatoes and strawberries and broccoli and stuff. That seems like the way to go, yeah. So I actually just, with this tomato plant, so a lot of these, like, and I went and got, you know, I cheated a little bit and went to Home Depot and got, like, the, the chili plant and the fig plant. But I actually have this tomato plant that I'm just trying to sprout from a seed. I remember... Gosh, there was somewhere I worked at this bakery in, in, in college, and uh, we would go and rinse out the mats after a day. And, like, there was a deli, and so there was these tomato seeds that got caught in the mat. And just from rinsing it off outside, they would just naturally grow. 
like our whole wow. <laughs> it's just so funny it was it was pretty hilarious so we'll see what happens it's a bit of an experiment um since i don't know i mean everyone's kind of going through the same thing or something similar right you just can't yeah go out and do anything so it's just making some quarantine lemonade yeah exactly yeah yeah, so I know um, you came out with this uh, record last year. I know, was it the song Oakland in particular kind of sticks out to me? I think um, I love Oakland. Oakland's a great place. Yeah, it's Oakland just, is great. We're in San Francisco in the Mission District, but gosh, that's like a, that's a skip across, especially now with no traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Someone had said, I, um, do you know, have you ever lived in the East Bay or? Um, no, I haven't, but that song was inspired by a friend of mine who lives in the East Bay, so that's sort of the connection there, and, um, I guess my experience, like, being really young, and, like, the first concert I ever went to was at the Fox Theater in Oakland, and, um, just that feeling of, like, getting all excited to, like, drive across the bay, and, yeah. That is an Oakland connection. I lived in Oakland um, for a year before I moved out to the city in this district called Temescal, um, right in North uh, Telegraph. I lived next to a bar called The Avenue, a little punk rock bar and the Kingfish Pub. But it was funny because there was somebody I met around there, and they said that in Oakland, they don't call it an open container. They call it an Oakland container. (laughs) So you could, yeah. So I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. uh, I'm excited. I mean... Oakland. This was uh this one's going out to Oakland, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is um Leah Dunn live here, latest our record Oakland. We are live.
That's a fun track. Yeah. That was so cool to hear it through the phone. Yeah, you know awesome. what is I'm not exactly awesome sure I'm not exactly sure how this all works. I know that Pam knows this thing inside and out, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I feel like um Howard Stern and Keith Richards and Britney Spears on steroids, right? <laughs> <laughs> back here all yeah. by myself not as cool though of course but um that is a great song and i really like what you did in the studio as well thank you I, um i also just want to give a shout out to uh lava may they are um, a bay area organization and i work with them for the music video for the song and right now they're working really hard to get um, reusable masks and hand washing stations out for all the unhoused neighbors that we have in the Bay Area and then especially like in Oakland and then other parts of San Francisco. So, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, that, that was a lava. What was that again? Lava May. So I think it's L-A-V-A and then M-A-E. And then I think May. they go like by Bay Lava May X with now. M. Yeah. Lava May, like time. Bay, with an M. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I got a lava lamp at home. I'll never forget that name. Yeah. I I don't know, like, the correlation between, like, where their name came from. But, yeah, they're a really, really awesome organization that um, normally, like, pre-COVID, they have um, basically portable shower stations where if you need a shower, like, for a job interview or an appointment or just you need a shower you can go and have a shower for free and they're so nice and amazing so yeah just wanted to give them some promo that is absolutely that's great yeah yeah we had someone on the show maybe last year and they're uh, part of this 180 jones project and um 
in the tenderloin. And so it was mm. this old parking garage that they're converting into a shelter. So more of like, not a sh- like more of a um, uh, transition, transitional housing. So basically yeah, these um, houses, we had Liz Diaz on the show and she's the founder of um, Canvas Housing. Um, they're not competitors with the, yeah, but uh, she builds these houses, these little individual houses. So somebody who is questionably housed, you can get them off the street kind of in their own little place. And I've heard it and seen it, you know, everywhere. It's just like, gosh, you know, the Tenderloin, even with the madness and everything that's going on, they've got people living on the street still. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's that's something really great. I also am a strong believer that we need more public restrooms as well. Yes, definitely. That would prevent a lot of issues, or <laughs> some of them at least, at least a yeah. handful or two. Maybe that was too much detail. Sorry. The <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So you, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I think that I ran into you at Bazaar. I think that was the first time that I saw you. Yeah, I remember we like it was a very quick interaction. Like we shook hands, exchanged Instagrams, and Back then in like the old days, reconnected right? on the um, the Zoom open mics. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So what got you uh, going to Bazaar? That's a great little hidden gem. Oh yeah, actually, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, so I was like, I was really young. I was probably like mm, ten years old. And I was going to see the ballet with my dad. But I don't think he's like within walking distance from the ballet area. But for some reason, we stopped there and we had like a croissant in the garden. And my dad like asked if they had music, and they were like, "Yeah, we have open mics." And I just remembered the name Bazaar. And then five years later, probably, I was like getting into music, and I was like, "Oh, I don't." to go to like start sharing my music like it's really scary I don't know what to do and then I remembered like Bizarre Cafe open mic and I just googled it It, for some reason like it was deep in my memory and it just came back to me and then I signed up and I went and I was so nervous I like played on my little ukulele like a little what year was this what what year yeah um let's see I was probably like I think I was 14 or 15 wow really young um that is definitely yeah that is so gutsy yeah but and then so I was still I did my first year of high school in the Bay Area and then I transferred to Interlochen Arts Academy um to study songwriting so that's when I moved away to Michigan so I couldn't like do open mics as often I would just do them when I came home for breaks but yeah that place is really special to me so yeah, yeah, it's a bizarre cafe. That's uh, 5927 California Street, San Francisco. That is in the Richmond proper, right there on 20th and um, Clement. That's um, that's a great spot, and that's such a great way to be exposed at that age to that. You know, I think that's the best thing. Gosh, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get into open mic sooner when I was like that like 15 or 16 you know Allison um Allison Wonderband uh she mm-hmm. she like got an open mics when she was 14 I was like wow it's insane wait sorry I think you cut out for a second what'd you say oh no so yeah so Allison Wonderband so Allie Jones um oh yeah yeah she was 
she's been doing open mic since she was 14, which is, like, unreal. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, That's and impressive. Cesaro's so great because it's, like, all ages, too. Because I know some open mics um, have, like, kind of more of a bar set up, so you can't be, like, under 21. So that's one of the great things about Bizarre, too. I could see that. Yeah, you know, Mutiny, too. Uh, Mutiny as well. I mean, obviously not right now, and it's the same thing with Bizarre Cafe, I'm sure. You know, they're open 10.30 to 1.30 um, now. But, I mean, for us at the radio station, we're not bringing in a bunch of people. Um, obviously for, I don't know, we tried the Zoom. Have you have you done much? I mean, the Zoom last night actually was the best, one of the best um, open mic Zoom um, experiences I've been a part of, at least. Yeah, I haven't done very many. That was only my second Zoom open mic, but I think I might try to get more into them once I'm done with school for the year, which will be next week. That's pretty soon. Wow. Yeah. That's quick. Yeah, so um, that's – yeah, I can imagine my actually my, – my sister's getting ready to graduate this year, uh, class of 2020, and it's just surreal, you know? I mean, yeah. these um, graduations that are being – I think canceled has a negative thing about it because it's not canceled. They're graduating. Yeah, it's like – well, my school group like – doing it online but you submit a video of you of like walking and throwing your hat and then they're gonna kind of uh, it all together i guess so we're gonna have like a little video yeah. but yeah it's just it's so weird that is um, weird no well weird's the new normal exactly yeah. exactly wasn't that your song that you played oh that's hilarious yeah i can't believe you remember that that's impressive it's a good line it's a good line yeah i know I, uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, maybe it was only funny to me. I was hanging out with a friend, you know, back in the old days when you can go out to venues and hang out. And, um, we were talking about how weird's the new cool. Yeah, that's true. But there was some 90s band <laughs> called Weird is the New Cool in the 90s. Well, you don't want to knock off some band in the 90s. Well, then it's like, well, then I guess weird's the new normal. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. totally random and so strange how that all came together. It was so funny. But I feel like when the open mic scene, like, I mean, I guess it's different with everyone, but it's really organic. Like your your yeah. material and everything that you're working on is being just kind of like, it's like this painting of a picture. I don't know. Through the sound yeah, exactly. waves, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I really like that song, Oakland. Um I know you have a couple other songs here, too. Is there one in particular you wanted to share with the world? Um, let's do Behind You. I'm kind of feeling it because I played it last week. Behind I mean, last night. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Here we are. There's no advertisements here. They get you. They definitely get you these days. They know that we're all in quarantine and they that's just want to. Yeah. Yeah, so would your experience with Spotify, is, has it been pretty good? It's been all right. I mean, I for my upcoming release, I was able to, like, I guess, submit one of my songs to their editorial playlist. I don't really know how it works. I mean, you submit it and they consider it, but I'm not 
100% like confident that they listen to everything. It's definitely more of a numbers game um, and sort of bot picking up on your, like if you get a lot of followers in one night or if you get a lot of plays in one night, but it's been okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I mean, how it works. I haven't myself personally as an artist uploaded anything up on Spotify. Um, I don't know. I think I might have just spent too much time in the studio, I guess. Here yeah. we are. Behind you, live, here at MuniRadio.fm. We are done.
That is a fun track. Another fun one. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So when you um, just yeah, that's really that's really well done. Thank you. Took me a long time. <laughs> Gosh, tell me about it. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> sometimes it just works out, and other times like you're ripping your hair out at the end of it. You know. Yeah, I find that the best songs either come from like one moment's inspiration that pours out over the course of like three hours writing and then it's done or it's like you work a little bit on it for like three months and it feels like pulling teeth but then by the end you're like wow I can't believe I did that yeah yeah so it's uh so I mean you're obviously collaborating with some folks on the the record so um I don't know I um myself personally I'm a I'm a solo artist and you know you know I've had you know we've been able to put together you know a band I feel like everyone in kind of our artistic kind of circle can kind of do everything like Mm -hmm. if you could play guitar then you could probably you know play piano you could probably play anything yeah. So I feel like that's, that's kind of what we're just, I mean, yeah. So I mean, we're pretty well rounded. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, fourteen years old going to an open mic. That's <laughs> that's as gutsy as it gets, right there. Oh yeah, but I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could have done it. Yeah, it's scary. Still scary sharing music. I don't think it's ever not scary. I think if you're not scared, then you didn't put enough of yourself into it. Yeah, I am. I feel like it's almost like no matter what, even just not even being an artist, just being a person, I guess life is an art form. It's you're always kind of pushing to be better. So no matter what you do, you always think you could have done better. Maybe not. Um, Yeah. But it's just. For me, I got to the point where I just spent so much time in the studio. I'm just like, you know what? This is pretty damn good. You know what I mean? It's like not, you know, perfect. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to be McDonald's or anything. That's going to be great. But but yeah. I th- I think uh, as an artist, like if you're, if you're happy or you're sat- satisfied with it as an artist, then I think that's important. Yeah, I like to think of it as um, sort of tracking your growth because I know when I look at artists that I really like, um, I mean, if you take Joni Mitchell, for example, her younger records are a lot different than her um, older records. Yeah, but, you know, it's just where you are at that point in time as an artist. So that's what it's kind of like a really nice time capsule. So at a certain point, you just have to say, okay, it's done. And then. I'm going to do something different with the next project. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I find that, yeah, I don't know. So basically what it is is since I've just been doing a solo thing, I'm not entirely sure how you, um, everything in the studio and how everything was done. It's very clean and professional. The, um, with what I've been doing is just so I could play to a click track. I have this drum synthesizer. It's this, this chord chaoscillator, so it's like a drum synthesizer. Oh so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so basically all that it, re- why well, I had this and what I was using it for at first was just to have a click, like a metronome that I could just play to. 
but then if I play my kind of style of music over that type of um, techno beat, I feel like Madonna <laughs> with a guitar <laughs> or something. Um, it's it's pretty wacky, and especially now with social distancing and like when you recorded this record, you could be within six feet of each other, you know, like or part of the at least part of the record. Yeah, it's just um, I feel like I don't know. I won't ever be as cool as Britney Spears, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who can beat Britney Spears? It's a tough, She's tough standard to live up to. <laughs> I think everyone. I don't know. Yeah, I'm always rooting for Britney. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I know the. Um, have you tried any other kind of virtual open mics anywhere else? Um, not yet, but I am hoping to do so soon. There was this open mic that I'd seen uh, like a month ago where it was a Cover Your Friends open mic. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so that seems like that would be really fun. I uh, There was someone that covered, I don't know, if, have you ever had anyone cover one of your songs before? Um, no, n- I mean, not not that I know of. <laughs> That'd be cool. I should co- maybe I should cover one. I'll send it to you. Yeah, do it. Um, yeah, there's something that's so fun about it. And I was like, uh, a friend of mine, he covered one of the songs, one of my songs, one of my originals, and I actually think I kind of liked it better. I think it, yeah, there's I something mean, that's just sometimes. N- yeah, like hearing it through a different person's like voice or like artistic perspective gives you a whole new idea about how to approach a song. It's fun. Yeah, so, I mean, you've been recording for years now, huh? I mean, not not really. I think only two years. Awesome. So, a couple, I guess. I wonder, yeah. It's amazing how much things have changed as far as recording now um, and the way that things were. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting, and you know, because now it's, you know, we got virtual happy hours with you know kombucha and you know these things. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm grateful to have the radio here. This is a great outlet. I feel like it's almost time travel, like we're like talking about it and talking about being there. Yeah, like we're already out of it. Yeah, so I mean, like in Belmont, is there anything really going? Are you in Belmont now or Michigan? Yeah, I'm I'm in home in Belmont. Um, they sent us home from Michigan uh, in the middle of March. Um, I mean, the best thing that's gone on in Belmont um, was Boba Guys was giving out free boba to class of 2020 graduates. So I got four free jasmine bobas. Um, so that's been like the highlight of my week, I would say. That's a great. That's great. That was today. Yeah. Wow, that is a victory. Yeah, right it was it was pretty epic, I have to say. Yeah, they they actually went to your door. Yeah, they door dashed it. You had to like fill out a form and write like how you felt about graduating and link your social media so they could verify you and like make sure that you're a real person and you're actually graduating. And then they were like, okay. And they even they wrote um well they That's printed beautiful. out like little cards for everyone. It was just, they're so, they're such a 
genuine and um, really, really wonderful brand and company. Wow, that is incredible. That melted my heart right here in the, the studio. Yeah. I just can't, I just, uh, you know, I said my, my sister's graduating this year as well. And um, gosh, it just like, that goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. Boba guys, wow. You know what is that? I actually am a fan of tapioca, or what do they call it? The the bubble tea. Yeah, I think it's a tapioca boba. There's yeah. like two kinds. I prefer the tapioca though. Yeah, no, that's um. I'm a fan. I've never been to Bubble Guys though. There's this yeah. place UC, close to UC Berkeley campus. I forget the name, and that was the one I would normally go to. But man, yeah, they're that awesome. Is, that is great. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing their best, I think, to try to do something good out of a, you know, a unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um, and I feel like being an artist, like, in, you know, ma- you know, like a baker makes bread, like you're doing your artistry, you're wrapping up your graduation this next week. This is like big time right now. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of exciting things. I don't know. I. I definitely think, you know, because my, like I said, my sister is graduating and I kind of just always imagine because she's the youngest. I'm the mm-hmm. oldest and she's the youngest. Uh, <laughs> and I remember thinking that, you remember just, that's one of the first things you imagine, right? You just imagine like your sibling, like walking down, you know, with a diploma in their hand. And so I feel like they're going to be able to recreate that with photography and be similar, but. Yeah. But it's it's such an unprecedented situation that it's weird to know like like how do you even know how you're supposed to feel about it? I think that's what it is. It's just like it's like yeah, it's like a shock. Like you don't even know. You didn't even think that this is even possible. Mm-hmm. Nobody would. I mean, it's just like you're kind of in shock. Is this really happening? And I don't know. I feel like people in the Bay Area are for the most part taking this social distancing. Um, very seriously. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, I've seen the occasional skater, you know, come within like two inches of somebody. But, um, yeah. yeah I mean, but skaters are gonna skate, so. Yeah, it's kind of rock what and can roll. You do? Yeah. Skate away. But yeah, I think eventually, I don't know if um, I don't know. I'm definitely, you know. But I remember seeing that I was at a friend's place. She's a big uh, Beatles fan. This was like the last time I remember actually being out and being around people at like a house social gathering. And she was a big Beatles fan. So she had this uh, magnet up on her fridge. And so there was this thing, and I'm sure you remember too, if you know, I mean, Joan Mitchell, you know, all these things, you know, um, mm-hmm. the. Uh, yeah, so Yoko Ono, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, they had this thing there on this interview. I remember it. I forget where I saw it. And they started the interview, and they st- they put this sign on their forehead so that all the people that were watching the news or if they were watching it would have to read it. And it said, the war the war is over. And there was this that was the magnet that said, the war is over. So I feel like with this, eventually it's going to be like coronavirus is over. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there needs to be some, like, kind of, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, 
this doesn't, it doesn't even feel real. Yeah, not at all. Do you have like, I don't know, I mean, I'm usually, you know, I'm pretty close to my, you know, family and friends, but it's like, it's just kind of a, you know, (laughs) just like, I don't know, you want to kind of let the excitement overcome the fear and try to make some kind of, you know, refreshing smoothie out of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I just, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, this is great. I mean, you have this song coming out on the 5th. You're going to be able, you're, I feel like, you know, with this graduation, you're wrapping up this song, you have, like, everything set for you, for liftoff here. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you have it. Yeah, so, Bath, June 5th. June 5th. About all I can say. I don't know. Yeah, well, you have that other, was it that song, The West? Oh, yeah, on your that too. Yeah. So, um, I was, yeah, so what, what inspired this song? Um, this song, um, sometimes I write because I have a story or something to say, but this song was just sort of like, an exercise in um, language and wordplay. And then it turned into sort of, in my mind, I see it as like a car crash, except I feel like the lyrics aren't very indicative of that. Um, Yeah, it's just sort of a wordy thing, an atmosphere, I would say. I would say if it was like an atmosphere, it'd be fog, if that makes any sense at all. I don't know. I think it makes perfect sense, but just being in the head of like the artist and when you're like, whether you're, you're painting a picture or you're writing a poem or you're singing a song, like it's subliminal. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, the music video we made, it features like a little toy car and then a miniature like doll who I dressed up in the same outfit of, as myself and it's sort of like i did see that that's awesome oh you did yeah that's funny it's so great yeah you got some good yeah um, it's just a little like funny like representation of like one way to interpret the song i guess yeah there's some definitely yeah that's fun yeah so um this is the song west here we got leah dunn here mutiny radio party overhead 
Yeah. I have been yeah. uh, thoroughly entertained with every song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the uh, tiny telephone. I'm gr- I'm glad that they're not completely going under. I am, and that they have that location in in Oakland. Yeah, I also heard that they may be starting something in LA, but I'm not not 100% on that. So don't quote me, but it's a rumor. Yeah. We're there in the the San Bruno Avenue. That's yeah. the old location. So if anyone you know listening in, the the original tiny telephone booth recording was off of San What was it? No, I think it's Bayshore, right? Is it Bayshore or San Bruno? I think, yeah, San Bruno. San um, Bruno. Yeah, so that, yeah, I mean, they're calling that Portola Place now or something. I don't yeah. know. All these neighborhoods, they have these new names for them, but this is a great plug-in. Yeah, so I um, I had someone actually on the show last week, um, a comedian on the show last week, and we had uh, came up with the idea of doing a karaoke song, which I thought would be was pretty fun. Um, what's your karaoke song? If like you were gonna be it, you oh, know. um, I usually do. I go to this karaoke place in Half Moon Bay called Cameron's Pub with my friend. Um, and so we usually do it together. We do the Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, the Boxer. Which is like not a great karaoke song because it has so many words. Um, but I guess the point you of karaoke is that. You know heart? By heart? No, I don't. That's why I need to read the words. Oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but like it's a it's a good challenge. Yeah. I um. Me personally, gosh, if I was going out to karaoke right now. Maybe you know one day they'll happen again. Well, they have, gotta have virtual karaoke's. Yeah, definitely. Could do like a Zoom background. Yeah, so I words. I don't even know how I did my Zoom background, but I somehow did, and I can't figure out how I did it and how to ch- change it. Oh, like you're stuck with it? You can't turn it off? Yeah, I don't know how. It's probably <laughs> really simple. Yeah, it probably is. I'm also not very great at Zoom, so I'm sorry that I can't help you. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not. Yeah, they have some pretty cool backgrounds. Yeah, so, I mean, were you up for singing a karaoke song? Maybe. Only if you're up for it. I'm just trying to think. Maybe we could collaborate. I'm just trying to think. I know you have a great voice. I, um, I'm i trying to think what song would be good, though. Gosh, I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I know well enough to do. Like the, that's the thing with me too, with karaoke, I, yeah, like you'd mentioned, like I kind of do need to be able to read the lyrics if I don't know the lyrics. So yeah. we're, we're kind of, what is it, limited to um, just the songs um, that you know by heart, which there's a couple of obvious ones that um, are pretty easy uh, right off the bat. What do you think is like the most memorable song Ever. Do you know? Ever? Mm, probably. Like. Okay. My top three would be Circle Game by Joni Mitchell. Hallelujah 
the Jeff Buckley version, and then um, probably Country Roads. But like, I feel like people only know the chorus to Country Roads. Yeah. I I think that there is a song that everyone knows the lyrics to. And I don't know, I don't know if you're up for it. Um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. That's a great one. But I was thinking Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Oh, that's true, but I actually don't know the words to that. Oh, yeah, so what is it? Um, Just a small town girl living in alone. Yeah, that goes. Yeah. Or yeah. You, you change up, just a Belmont girl. Exactly. Yeah, you do something like that. But, um, yeah, so I know that, uh, you know, you have a lot of material up, and so where's the best place where we could uh find you um i mean gonna plug Bandcamp because i think they're doing the most to support their artists especially with their um i think their next date that they're waiving their service charge fee is june 5th but it looks like they're doing that once a month so that artists get to keep a hundred percent of what bands pay them um yeah so all my stuff will be up on Bandcamp. Um, but I feel like the most common place is like Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, Spotify seems to be pretty dominant now. I've yeah, seen it's it more and more. Like taking over the streaming world. Yeah, I definitely have I have all my stuff up on SoundCloud. I just Yeah, at this point. But doesn't Pandora own SoundCloud now? Oh, I'm not sure. I they thought might. I heard that on the street. Word on the street. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really exciting. I know we're connected as well. Um, so we are winding down to the end of the show. Um, did you have a, a song that you want to close out with? Or do um, you want to do, do Don't Stop Believing? It's up to you. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm like 100% ready for karaoke. Oh, no, karaoke. So. No, we just play the old-fashioned version with Steve Perry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that's great. a great one. Yeah, Steve Perry, that's a hard one. I mean, I I don't know. Steve Perry's a it's a it's that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, so, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is a really fun time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. We find you on Instagram and basically everywhere, Spotify, yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Stay strong. We're going to do it live. Here's some new escape music for you. Just a small town girl Living in a
all for tuning in we're having um, katie harper on the show an artist next week happy quarantining out there
across mountain ranges. Split cells, command the tools of tomorrow. We are a team of a million unique and powerful individuals. Join forces with us and you can
at the risk of becoming known as that 70s show. This is J.D. Buell with you on the morning train, taking you back to that decade once again. Two songs there by the great reggae star Jimmy Cliff, as performed by two of his British fans. That was Keith Richards, of course, doing The Harder They Come. That was the first official solo record by Keith Richards. It was a single released in 1979, The Harder They Come. The B-side was the Chuck Berry Christmas standard, Run Run Rudolph. Before that, the Animals, from their first official reunion album, which was 1977, the original Animals convened, and they covered Jimmy Cliff's Many Rivers to Cross, Eric Burden doing it as only Eric Burden can do it. The album was called Before We Were So Rudely Interrupted, credited to the original Animals. That set began with Keith Richards' pal Justin Hines and his backup singers, two men known as the Dominoes. Two albums from the 70s. They are beautiful records if you ever see them. The graphics for the two albums, which were released about three years apart, uh, are in kind and very, very nicely done. They're beautiful album covers from 1976 the album jezebel justin hines and the dominoes gave us what you don't know and from 1979 the album just in time justin hines and the dominoes gave us help your falling brother and there are brothers and sisters falling everywhere you look regardless of who else feels they can ignore them i hope that you will not help your falling brothers and sisters. Speaking of the animals, here they are at their snarlingest, 1966-iest best with, of course, a Chuck Berry song. Yeah. 
about she specially built a heavy hipped woman her shoulders is fulfilled she got knee action body hydraulic hips air conditioned stomach makes her backbone slip have you ever been in love like I am in love today I'm crying and begging a little girl why she treat me this way She would meet me a quarter to nine. Better believe it, little girl. Wasn't on time, but have you been in love like I'm in love today? She broke my heart. I wonder why she treats me this way. Do that. 
do it one more time. <laughs> I know to do it. And the old folk were saying,
from his new album, New York Is My Home. There he is doing a Lightning Hopkins song, Katie May. Before that, Lightning Hopkins himself with Watch My Fingers, <laughs> which was the only possible name for that instrumental which he talked us through there and uh, told us each time he was going to do that thing and he said the first time he says watch my fingers so that's what that's what they named that one lightning hopkins in the studio in the 50s in texas uh, before that also from the 50s sunny boy williamson talking about his woman with the <laughs> the uh the, his heavy he heavy hipped woman with uh, an air-conditioned stomach i to this have not met a woman with an air-conditioned stomach that makes her backbone slip. But I don't blame him for being in love with her if that was indeed one of her major traits. And the song is called Have You Ever Been In Love? Sonny Boy Williamson, 1956. Before that, The Animals, 1966. And their definitive version of Chuck Berry's Sweet Little Sixteen. Well... Dion's there talking about his Katie May and how she's a good girl. Always treats him right. My friend Tone, the wonderful Tone, who's a great friend of mine, she's a good girl. And this set goes out to her, starting with the sounds.
Oh, that was fun. That was a long set. Thanks for staying on the train. There's my set for tone today. We started with the sounds from their 2006 album, Dying to Say This to You. The sounds gave us Night After Night. That is the alternative version, the alternate version of the song, which appears at the end of the album. The sounds dying to say this to you, 2006, from the same year. After that was the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Cheated Hearts. Cheated Hearts comes from their second album, Show Your Bones. After that, we went to 2010 for the Kings of Leon. Mary was the song from their album, Come Around Sundown. Kings of Leon were followed by the uh, Kings of Kentucky. <laughs> the Everly Brothers, and they gave us their great jangly version of Love is Strange, which is still true. It was true for them, and it's true for us. Love is Strange, the Everly Brothers. That was followed by A Thousand Ways. That's a track from the brand new album by La Serra. The album is entitled Music to Listen to Music to, and that's the second track I've shared with you, A Thousand Ways, and that took us to the I Don't Cares and love out loud. Well, this is J.D. Wewell with you on the morning train. Our fearless leader, Pam Benjamin, is here, which means it's time for me to head towards the station and wrap up today's journey. During the week, a friend of mine in Europe posted on Facebook that he had a 70s DJing opportunity coming up that week and asking friends for suggestions i told him he should play this record and just to put my money where my mouth is i should play it too right so here's marvin gay
Let's dance, let's shout. Can't you just imagine high school age Prince Rogers Nelson rushing home from school and practicing his moves with that record in 1977? Practicing his splits? That was Marvin Gaye in the side long got to give it up. And I have got to give it up for today. This is the end of the morning train. So until we ride together again next Wednesday at 10 a.m., this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can catch. Thank you.